It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customer. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, your weekly break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We're all black and gold right here. I'm sitting here in studio with my man, my partner in crime, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. To the top, brother. To the top. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. As you can tell if you're listening live on the radio right now, we do this show on Wednesday nights. Moved it to accommodate the softball schedule. You can listen to softball right now on our sister station, the score 1400 AM. The Lady Eagles, I believe, are in action as we speak. Also, you can listen to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We will have all the episodes up later in the night after the show. Go back, subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review. Show us some love and share it with your Southern Miss friends. Spread the black and gold to the top talk gospel. All right, news this week. I guess it's the last time I can bring this up. Big show, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be at the Hard Rock in Biloxi. Showtime, I think, starts at 745-ish, at least for me. (laughs) I'm opening for uh, Jim Brewer. You may have seen him on Saturday Night Live, as well as Comedy Central at the Hard Rock in Biloxi. Get there early. They got a little spring break action going on on the coast. You might need to make some arrangements to get there on time if you're trying to just fly by the seat of your pants. But come on down. It's going to be a great show. He's an amazing performer. Going to be a, a, an amazing time. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure the crowd's going to be live. Southern Miss News this week. Assistant Director of Athletic Performance, Sajason Finley, has been promoted to head strength coach, replacing Zach Woodfin. Now, I don't really, I've never uh, talked to uh, Finley, but all indications are he's kind of a a chip off the block uh, of what we had with Zach Woodfin. So my understanding is we we haven't missed a beat. The guys have been putting in some really great work in the the workout room, in the workout room, in the weight room, (laughs) and uh, have had a really solid offseason. So hopefully he can step right in and and fill that void. Yeah, I, I, um, well, you know, there's there's lots of positive comments coming out with uh, Sajason. I wish my name was Sajason. I wish it was too. Maybe we can change that. Maybe we can fix that. Yeah, and we can go to the workout room. We can go to the workout room. <laughs> also, Southern Miss News this week. According to a report from the Fort Myers New Press, Lady Eagle sophomore guard Carrie Jewett Giles is transferring to Florida Gulf Coast. She is a native of Fort Myers, Florida. I guess she wanted to move to be closer to home. Best of luck to her uh, in her future at Florida Gulf Coast. Now, Jason, basketball for the past few years, it's been kind of a sore subject for Southern Miss fans. It's been tough for Southern Miss fans dealing with basketball. But this past week, there was a team in the region that played some really exciting basketball. And I got to give credit where credit is due. This team played a heck of a game Friday night, came up a little short on Sunday. Of course, I'm talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. What a what a, a performance on Friday night. They came up a little short, and then last night at the buzzer, missed the buzzer beater that would have kept them alive, kept them and their playoff hopes alive. But 
I really feel like the Pelican, the future is bright, and there are championships ahead for at least one team in this region. And I think that team is the New Orleans Pelicans. You uh, you you either have a, a gambling addiction with the Pelicans, or you just like the Pelicans' number one fan. I don't know exactly which, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna um, just gonna leave that with you right there. Well, if you've been watching them lately, they've really started to gel. And uh, I mean, Boogie, he almost had a trip. He was one assist away from a triple double last night. I mean, him and Anthony are starting to gel. Nobody has an answer for them. They got instant grits, Crawford. The the sharp the, the the sharp shooter. So I think uh, great things are ahead in the region when it comes to basketball in the New Orleans Pelicans. But this is a Southern Miss show. I just had to give credit where credit <laughs> was due to a regional team that has built some excitement. So we're going to talk a lot of things today. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk softball. We're going to talk football. We've got a little spring football action, and Southern Miss had their pro day yesterday. We're going to compare how some of the players would have shaked out had they been invited to the combine. I have so I don't have all the numbers. I have some of the numbers. Went and compared them to what's going on at the combine. And once again, there are some Golden Eagles who would have been at and near the top of the charts in certain categories at the NFL combine. It's a shame that uh, this is year year two without an invite. Well, it's getting to the point to where uh, is the combine even necessary? I know at one point you wanted to get all the teams together, for, but we're looking at a multi-billion dollar industry now that is, that is the NFL. Do you really need, need to have one? And is what, it kind of a status thing? Everybody's got their own pro day. How many how many coaches, I mean, how many teams do we have represented at Southern Miss? That's a very, very fair assessment. And two, I will add to that, if you recall last year after pro day, the talk was about Kalen Reed, mm-hmm. you know, Nobody brought Jalen Richard was an afterthought after last year's pro day, and we all knew what he was capable of. All right, we're going to talk more Southern Miss right after the break. Come back to us. We're talking Southern Miss baseball next. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm here in studio with Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Yep, yep. We're going to talk a little Southern Miss baseball. I had a big weekend for the Golden Eagles. Let's get it started. Uh, Wednesday night, I guess that would be, was that March the 29th? It feels like March was so far ago, but it wasn't. <laughs> Southern Miss defeated UNO. Dylan Bordeaux and LaMarcus Boyd, two hits apiece, and reliever Trent Driver came in to get the win for the Golden Eagles. Then on Friday, the Golden Eagles started a three-game series at Western Kentucky. What a what a pitiful turnout at Western Kentucky this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess we're spoiled a bit uh, being able to play at the Pete. Having the atmosphere that we do at Southern Miss, um, but you know, there's really no excuse for what I heard John Cox say on the radio for the Sunday's attendance, which was an announced attendance of 621. Wow, 620. That's announced. That, you got to figure that's 380. 
It could be raining, and we still would probably have at least three times that, I would imagine. Yeah. You've got more than that in half of the roost. Oh, gosh. 621. They should put that on their hat for next year. 621. <laughs> kind of like a 463 double play or a, you know. Kind of like maybe we should put the the, the, the end of, of, of last year's championship where it went 8-6-3-2. Uh, play at the plate. Right. Yeah, I'm, dude, that. I would wear that. I'd we wear should, that hat. We should have that hat, along with the two-to-top talk visor that I still don't have. <laughs> Got to renegotiate my contract. You do have to renegotiate, and I yeah. do too, because and, we don't, uh, I don't have one either. But 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 we could have that, and then Western Kentucky can have the 6-2-1. Hey, it works for me. It works for me. Golden Eagles kick off the series with a 6-1 to victory over the Hilltoppers. Dylan Berdeau and Matt Walner, two hits apiece. Kurt McCarty, eight innings, giving up zero hits. Zero earned runs and 11 strikeouts. He's getting into uh, his – I guess he's getting to Kirk McCarty form. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's the job of the starters, particularly your Friday guy, um, is to be able to go out there, throw strikes, go deep into the game. And I know you, you and I have talked about this before, but then when you have you know two of the best closers in the country able to come in and throw multiple innings, um, boy, if, the, if that starter can, can have a quality start, that's at least, you know at least six innings. Oh, absolutely. Then, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can you can. <laughs> there, there's there's so many ways that you can use the bullpen after that, and hopefully the other team. Conversely, you want to get to the other team, which is also what our baseball team does is is they're able to uh, you know if our pitchers are are are, are pitching the contact and uh, and able to limit the amount of pitches and go deep in the ball game, our hitters kind of do. The opposite of that, where they 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 are very selective at the plate, causing the other pitcher to throw more pitches, causing the defense to stay out there longer, causing you know everyone to get like especially the catcher get a little bit more tired out there. So it's it's all working in our favor. Absolutely, you know what? Am I reading the stats wrong? Yes, because Kermit Carter gave up six hits. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I uh, it you know he didn't give up any runs or anything. I'm, I'm about the internet is down here at the studio, so I'm looking at the stats on my phone. Anyways, still a great performance. Eleven strikeouts, eight innings, zero runs, great stuff. Then on Saturday, the Golden Eagles keep the party going with a five to nothing victory over the Hilltoppers. Hunter Slater and Cole Donaldson combined for well, each had three hits, and then Hayden Roberts and Nick Sandlin combined to limit the Hill, Hilltoppers to four hits. With zero runs, man, this starting the starting pitching really is coming alive for the Golden Eagles on the weekend. Well, in in this in this this past series against WKU, that's a series that you couldn't falter. You and I had, got, had talked about uh, what are we going to do? Like once we finally got into the polls, once we started getting a little bit of respect in typical Southern Miss fashion, you know, a lot of times you go out and you lay an egg, and in baseball it can just happen. It can just happen sometimes. The ball bounces, you know, a different way, um, but. The Southern Miss just would not was not going to let that happen this past weekend, and it all started with the pitching. I think how many runs were given up the entire weekend? Like two. Oh, uh, let's see. That would be one. Two. Shutout Sunday. Shutout Sunday. One, two. Yeah, two runs. Two runs over a weekend. That'll win you yeah. some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, and they're you know they're a pretty bad team. You know, it's, it, 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 uh, yeah. There's just no chance we could lose any of those, and we didn't. So that's a positive step. So the Golden Eagles come back on Sunday, April the 2nd, with a 13-1 to 
just what do you call that? That's a shellacking. That's a shellacking. They uh, hit him with the 10-run rule in eight innings. J.C. Keys, the warrior, the Oak Grove product, throws the complete game. Eight innings, giving up one earned run, one hit, and with seven strikeouts. The Eagles launched five home runs in that game. Daniel Keating led the way with two. Storm Cooper, Matt Walner, Brant Bowen also had home runs as well. The offensive performance you've kind of come to expect from the Golden Eagles at this point. Yeah, and and again, you know, heck, how how proud is everyone around here of J.C. Keys? A kid that came in, you know, a bit undersized, always had a good arm, um, came in with with a, you know, throwing in the upper 80s, you know, 86 to 88, somewhere in there, had a massive curveball. Went away in the summertime. Uh, in, in summer ball, uh, made the all-star team out in Texas and, uh, and, and developed a changeup. To go along with everything else, and you know he's touched 91, 92, 93 miles an hour this year, and none of that really matters if you don't throw strikes, which is also what he's doing. So, uh, props to JC and and really solidifying that Sunday starter role, and um, that's that's, that's going to come in handy throughout the year for sure. Well, the week ends, and Matt Walner was named the Conference USA Co-Hitter of the Week after hitting in all five games last week, including four doubles and two home runs. Everybody's starting to figure out what we've already figured out. Matt Walner is an absolute stud. Yeah, he's really good. I think after the last game, as soon as it was over, if you if you looked really closely, you could see him take off the cape, <laughs> leap over a – what is it? Leap a tall building in a single bound. Uh just how impressive is that guy? Um, and and we've mentioned before, but this is only the beginning. This is a young kid, and uh, in, in just a a major leaguer's body, and that's only gonna you know. I'm, I'm sure you know right now at six five two thirty five. What's that gonna look like when you know his junior year? And thank goodness we were on a junior college because he wouldn't ever step foot on the field again after this year. Absolutely, the rules in place. You know, you have to stay junior year or twenty one years old. So. We'll take advantage of the rules when they when they benefit us, uh, you know, like North Carolina does apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the polls this week, Southern Miss was ranked in pretty much all the polls. I don't know of too many more polls that they are recognized. D1 baseball and collegiate baseball had Southern Miss ranked 17th. The NCW, NCBWA poll, 18th. The USA Today coaches poll, 20th. Baseball America, 21st. And perfect game, 24th. As you go further down that list, the polls start to lose their credibility. You know? It seems like we should have a poll. We should make a poll. We should make a poll. Is the AP not a poll anymore? I don't guess so. Did we or did we not grow up looking at the AP poll in the newspaper? I did in other sports. I didn't necessarily for, for baseball. And maybe that's the thing. I don't remember them having an AP. Maybe they did. So from now on, what we need to do and, is – And that is, NCBWA, that's the Baseball Writers Association poll. So okay. I don't know how that – That's a lot of letters. That is, I, It sounds kind of fishy. I wasn't really sure what that meant. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that means. So maybe that's what it is. So 17, 17, 18, 20, 21, 24. That's it? So do we take an average? Um. We're I'm, top. We, we 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 can hang our hat on being a top twenty team. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You take for out it. the take out the best at seventeen and the worst at twenty four. We're still. We're probably what nineteen. 
Of course. All right. That works for me. I'm just glad to be in the top 25. And I guess really at the end of the year, what matters is whether or not we get to host a regional or, or at least in a regional conference championship, all that good stuff. So anyways, last night, the Golden Eagles traveled up to Trustmark Park to take on the University of Mississippi Rebels. Golden Eagles started, jumped out to a 4 nothing lead, started strong through four and a half innings, but the Rebels bounced back, tying the game in the bottom of the ninth on a Cole Donaldson pass ball. Then again in the 12th, runners on the corners, another pass ball on an intentional walk. Uh, pitch got away from Millet, I guess. And uh, that allowed the winning run across the plate. So Golden Eagles kind of gift-wrapped that one for the Rebels yeah. as they fall 6-5 to five in 12 innings at Trustmark Park. That one stings a little bit. It does. It stings. Um, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the tail end of a, of a road trip. That was the fifth game. That was the fifth game in a, in a five-game road trip. I, I know we bust to Western Kentucky. Uh, I know we bust back. Stopped in Jackson to play, you know, the very end of – and had the game – I mean, really had the game in hand. Um, and uh, Taylor Braley threw a heck of a game, kind of ran out of gas right th- there right there towards the end. Um, but uh, it was it was odd to see Sandlin and Walner come in and struggle just a little bit. Um, but even that being said, there, there were little things all game long – that we kind of probably could have put it away a little bit better. Base running mistakes yet again. And I haven't heard anything today, but I'm kind of curious about the status of Matt Warner. It sounded like he might have suffered a little injury there. I'm not listening. I'm no, not listening. I, all right. I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's fine. I hope he's okay. Jason's going to cry over here. <laughs> so the Golden Eagles are now 24-6 and six overall, 8-1 and one in Conference USA with an RPI of 23. That's sitting pretty strong. This weekend, they will host a three-game homestand against FIU, Florida International. The first game, Friday night, April the 7th, 6 p.m. This is Pack the Pete weekend. No, Pack the Pete Pete in Pink weekend. Pick a pack of pickled peppers, apparently. It's also Paul Patrol night. Oh my goodness! I don't know what any of that. I don't know what that means. Nuts and bolts. That yeah, that's yeah. But Paul Patrol night. So whatever that means, you guys go Google it. Then on Saturday, April the eighth, uh, taking on FIU again at two p.m. It is Medical Profession Appreciation Day. Five dollar general admission tickets for the all the the medical folks. Then all on, those doctors that can't afford a normal all ticket. All those doctors, yeah, discount. It's probably you know the receptionists and everything. I guess. Okay. Sunday. 4-9, April the 9th, against FIU again. 12 p.m., it's Youth Baseball Day, $5 general admission tickets, I guess for the kiddies that play baseball. Um, so get on southernmiss.com, check that out if you want more information on all that. FIU, been playing some good baseball. They defeated the Mississippi State Bulldogs 8-3 to last night, and they're going to play them again tonight. As of right now, they have an, they're, uh, have an RPI of 131 with a 17-11 and record. They, they're always tough. So, you know, this is not going to be a cupcake that's going to come into the peak this weekend. Yeah, I was looking at uh, the earliest projections, uh, I think at D1 Baseball earlier. They had three teams from Conference USA um, making the field of 64 at the end. And FIU, if I'm not mistaken, was one of them. Southern Miss, uh, Old Dominion, who we play on uh, Eagle Fest weekend. Eagle Fest weekend, yes. Um, and FIU. So – yeah, it's going to be a formidable opponent, and um, 
the good thing is we'll be back at home coming off that long roadie. And uh, I know the, the Pete's going to be packed. That was more alliteration for you. The Pete's going to be Pete's packed. Pete's going to be packed for potato pack chips. The, Pete's going to be packed for pack the, pack the Pete in pink weekend on Paw Patrol night. I know what Paw Patrol is. I have, is I have a seven-month-old. Oh, I don't say I don't have. I don't think I have any kids. My dog looks like Marshall. You're, yeah, he does. I, kid, 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 kids come over and they just think he's just. As a matter of fact, hey, that's Marshall. They don't ask what his name is. He's Marshall. So Marshall is something to do with Paw Patrol. Yep, he's a dog. Okay, I always thought your dog looked like Snoopy, but that's just me. The deal double showing my age. So next Tuesday after the after the homestand against FIU, Golden Eagles get a shot at revenge against the University of Mississippi Rebels at 7 p.m. Bob, we should go out there and uh, and, and get fired up in the roost next Tuesday night. What do you say? I'll be there. And as a matter of fact, the uh, I, I've been assigned with, with cooking chicken for that game in the, in the roost. So um, the same chicken that I make every single year, once a year for homecoming, I'm doing that. And that day I have my boss's boss's boss working with me all day. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Don't jinx me. All right, guys. We're going to be back talking more Southern Miss, talking some softball and some spring football. After the break, come right back to us. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Harrington. Got a little, got a deal going for all you guys. Anybody that's thinking about heading down to the conference tournament down in Biloxi, that's going to be later in May. We've got a special rate for Southern Miss fans, courtesy of our friends at Big Gold Nation, Lanny Mixon and the gang over there. At Big Gold Nation got this deal together for you. The Wingate by Wyndham down in Diaberville slash Biloxi. It's it's not very far from MGN Park where Southern Miss is going to be playing. Here's the deal. You call the Wingate by Wyndham down in Diaberville, 228-396-0036. And they have your choice of a single king room or a double with two queens for $99 plus tax. It's going to be packed out down there. You're not going to be able to find a room anywhere. To take advantage of that deal, you got to call that number, 228-396-0036. And you gotta you gotta let them know that you're calling for the Southern Miss baseball fan rate. You gotta let them know that you're a Southern Miss baseball fan. If you don't do that, you can't take advantage of the deal. They still have some room left. I talked to the general manager earlier. I know him pretty well. He's my father. <laughs> so if you go by there, talk to Sammy. He'd love to yak it up with you. Big Southern Miss fan. So go down there, uh, take advantage of this deal. Ninety nine dollars for your room at the Wingate in Diaberville. It's right there on the corner of I, the I-10 and the 110, right there in all the mix across from Target and Chick-fil-A and all that jazz. So I think it's right next to Chili's too. So, you know, you probably you may want to eat local while you're there, but it's right there. So if you come back to the hotel, you want to get like a nightcap, good place to do it. So take advantage of that, that room deal. In Southern Miss softball this week, the Lady Eagles this past weekend hosted the Marshall Thundering Herd. First game on Saturday, April the 1st. This is not a joke. Marshall defeats the Golden Eagles 5 to nothing. Then Southern Miss bounces back in game two to defeat Marshall 8 to nothing. Then on Sunday, 
Lady Eagles fall to Marshall three to nothing. Now that that victory over Marshall was their first Conference USA loss of the season. So, you know, Lady Eagles are making progress. Hopefully, uh, they can get it going by the end of the season by the time we get to conference tournament time. Then last night, Tuesday, April the fourth, the Lady Eagles defeated Mississippi Valley State nine to one in five innings. As we speak, they are currently taking on the South Alabama Jaguars in Mobile, Alabama. On the season, the Lady Eagles sit at 19 and 18 overall, 4 and 8 in Conference USA. This weekend, April the 8th, they will be at North Texas taking on the what's North the Mean Green, that's right. The Lady Mean Green <laughs> at 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. in Denton, Texas, then on Sunday, April the 9th at 1 p.m. They had a game that got moved. I got an email about this. They were scheduled to play Jackson State next Tuesday night. That game has been moved. I got an email on the schedule change here. Let me pull that up. So, yes, the reschedule on that game to Tuesday, April 11th. Home match up. There's really next Wednesday, April 12th. They're moving the Wednesday game to Tuesday, April 11th. First pitch will be at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Then, uh, on Wednesday, April the 12th, they're going to take on Southern University. They got Southern to fill in on that game. First pitch of this game will be at 6 p.m., and you will not need a ticket to enter. So, you can go watch the, the, the Lady Eagles next Wednesday night for free. And if you have a game to the ticket that was supposed to be good for the 12th, it's good on the 11th. So, go support the Lady Eagles next week as they continue their run for another successful season. All right, let's talk a little football. We actually had our first commits of the season this week. A first commit to Michael Harris, a 5'10", 175-pound wide receiver from Hines Community College. When he was in high school, he set a track record. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was like. He set like the track record, uh, beat out a former Rebel standout, Cody Pruitt, by like a tenth of a second or something. But this guy's super fast. He's going to fill that slot position for us. And and that's something that there you can tell that the coaching staff is making a push for speed as we move forward. I was wondering if he was the guy um, that everybody was, was talking about with all the speed. Um, and um, is he is he also going to run track at Southern Miss? Was he the one? No, I think you're thinking of the guy. I think you're thinking of the Jalen Adams from Alabama. If I, I could be wrong okay. on that. Hey, well, Jalen just Jalen just had a terrific. Uh, what was it? Dude? Ran the 10.78. So like, he he's doing wonderful things in track. I'm not sure who the who's going to run both track and play football, but uh, Harris clearly could do that. I think if he wanted to, he's, he's certainly got the speed to to do it. So. Second commit this weekend, this week, Jalen Bedell, a, I think that's how you say that, Jalen Bedell, or is that Bedell, or? At 6'2", 290, it's just whatever he wants to be called. I better get it right. Uh, DT, defensive tackle from Greenwood, Mississippi. Another, that's a, that's a big body for a high school to come right in and plug up a hole. I love, uh, I love all the, all, all of the local signings too, keeping it all in state, you know, start in state, work out, you go regionally. And add pieces where you gotta. I think Coach Hop has made that a, a priority. You mm-hmm. know, making sure everybody in Mississippi's taken care of. 
Also had some news come out this week. I kind of speculated on it a few weeks ago. I never actually heard whether or not he made the visit, but former Duke quarterback, fifth-year senior Thomas Sirk, visited the Golden Eagles recently. He's also considering East Carolina and South Carolina. might be tough to land him because his former coaches from Duke are at both East Carolina and South Carolina. But he, he I think he'd be a great fit in the type of offense we run. He's graduated already and is is this summer – you know, he can transfer wherever he wants to play as long as they don't have the degree he wants to transfer. I guess you could pick out one if you wanted to. It seems like if he's already graduated from Duke, he's probably a pretty smart guy. <laughs> but I watched some film on him. If he hadn't gotten hurt last year, he probably would have been their starter and probably would have done some pretty amazing things. Well, he's got something that, that neither of our quarterbacks um, vying for the starting spot have right now, which is experience. Absolutely. Um and nothing against the guys that we have. I don't care who's out there, as long as we just, as long as they play well and we win. If it's Keon, if it's Quandra, if it's this new guy Cirque, or, or you know, whoever it is, it doesn't really doesn't really matter to me. But um, I think I think that in our situation, it, it would be. Uh, I, I think you got to take a look at, at at whatever options that you have. I would like, you know, personally, if if it did work out like that, I'd like to see Keon get a red shirt and get a little more time to get mm-hmm. comfortable with the system. That being said, you know, right now, Keon and Quadra going neck and neck in spring ball practice. I've heard great things about both of them. Uh, Quadra seems to have become a little more accurate in the offseason, which that should, should uh, help his cause, certainly. But the coaches are exploring options, just seeing what's out there. I've heard – some uh, chatter about uh, another quarterback prospect that's been on campus. Hopefully, some of that information will come out in the next couple of weeks, uh, and um, you know we can we can let it be known. I will speculate about it because it's been on the boards, but those are pay boards. I don't want to take their pay info unless it gets out there in the public. But anyways, coaches are checking out all the options. But I'm hearing good things about spring ball. It's not going to be long to the spring game, brother. I know. Yeah, right around the corner. Right around the corner. So we're coming up after the break. We're going to talk about Southern Miss Pro Day as well as some of the ins and outs of Eagle Fest Weekend 2017. Listen to this word from our sponsors. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Jason Bailey. We are talking Southern Miss football. Let's talk Pro Day for a minute. The Pro Day for Southern Miss was yesterday. For some reason, I had a note that it was like in March, like it was kind of happened in March. I never heard anything about it. So I, I, guess, I don't know where I heard that from. I think I heard it in a, a Nick Mullins interview and I was like, ah, I'll write it down. Didn't play out like that. <laughs> so they had the Pro Day yesterday. Uh, several Golden Eagles uh, were there. So what I did is I got, I don't have all the results, I just have some of the results. And I went in and just kind of, just as a point of comparison, how some of the players would have, how it would have ended up for them had they gone to the combine, how they would have scored against the combine participants. You had you had a lot of the seniors you would expect to come out. Casey Martin came back among other Southern Miss alums. And then some guys came out just to take in the festivities. Brett Favre was there, Kalen Reed, Rashad Hill, all on hand 
to take in everything that happened at Southern Miss Pro Day. So let's just go down the list a little bit here. Let's start with Cameron Tom. I mean, Cameron Tom is probably the one, as of right now, that the scouts recognize having the most pro potential. He was kind of the one, you know, I think they had him as a top five center in the preseason. He's kind of a guy that, by all, all indications are, he's expected to be drafted. You never know how this stuff's going to play out, obviously. But yesterday, he had a 32-inch vertical. If he would have gone to the combine, that would have tied him for first place out of offensive linemen. Then he had a uh, nine-foot broad jump. That would have tied him for seventh. And he ran a 4-8-9 in the 40, which would would have put him at second place overall out of offensive linemen. And that's uh, that's that's getting it. That is getting it for, an off, for a 6-3, 300-pound big boy like Cameron Tom. That's getting it. Now, I've heard the knocks on him, you know, I think some of them do leg strength, things like that. I don't know enough about football to tell you what, what he does and doesn't have and what he's what he isn't isn't capable of because obviously they get it wrong all the time. If you look at somebody like a Jalen Rashad or even a Rashad Hill who ended up starting for the Vikings at the end of last year. So Cameron Tom, great pro day as expected. The workouts of Zach Woodfin and so Jason Finley paying off for these guys. This is the second year in a row where I remember a lot of guys having a really good pro day. Then yet, yeah. Well, and, and you know Cameron Tom. Getting back to him just real quick, uh, I think he is the most draft draftable player. Uh, just looking at your list here, um, very smart. I mean, I, I you, they don't have anything about the Wonderlick or anything on here, but but Cameron Tom is extremely think, smart guy. Yeah, and I think he was. Uh, I saw on one of the boards where uh, one team wanted to get his IQ test done. Um, so that tells you right there that that there was some intrigue, you know, on film. And then they came to the pro to our pro day, and saw these numbers, and you know more intrigue. So now they're dipping their toe in the water with the with the IQ test and whatnot. Um, and Cameron Tommy, you know, perennial All Conference player, um, gets it done in the classroom. Six. Th- I mean, p- people say that I, I've heard that he might be a little undersized. We're talking about six three three hundo. I mean, it's not, not that undersized. I mean, uh, let's, that, that's a big old boy, especially for a center. I mean, if it was a tackle, maybe. But I mean, a lot of your centers are six one, six two. I mean, you you rarely get a giant center playing up front on an NFL team. I mean, I used to collect the football cards. I remember that. What <laughs> Ed Two Tall Jones? <laughs> let's go through a couple of other guys here. Nick Mullins, uh, his vertical thirty one inches would have tied him for six at the combine out of quarterbacks. And get this, he ran a four eight seven forty, which is by no means blazing fast, but that would have put him at tenth place out of quarterbacks that went to the combine. That's not the that's not the uh, the slow roller that we kind of figured him to be, right? So Nick Mullins getting a little more athletic as, as time goes by. Let's just jet through a few of these, a few more of these. Elijah Parker, thirty seven inch vertical would have tied him for second out of linebackers. His bench press, 21 uh, rep, reps of 225 pounds. That would have tied him for eighth place out of linebackers. And his 10-foot, one-inch broad jump would have tied him for ninth. Daenerys Antoine, 33-inch vertical, would have tied him for 11th out of safeties. Dylan Bradley, his uh, 28 bench, 28 times benching, 225 pounds, would have tied him for seventh out of defensive linemen. He also ran a 49140, which is pretty doggone fast. Jabori Poole, 36-inch vertical, would have tied him for fourth place out of defensive linemen. 27 on the bench, tied him for ninth. 
and he ran a four six four forty, which would tie him for fifth out of defensive lineman. He he really had a strong senior senior year, so hopefully he can get an opportunity as well. Will Freeman, thirty one and a half inch vertical, which would put him at second place out of offensive lineman. Nine foot broad jump, jump would have tied him for seventh, and then a four nine forty, which would put him in second place, third if both him and Cameron Tom had gone. <laughs> right, Brandon Farmer. 28-and-a-half-inch vertical, would have tied him for eighth place out of offensive lineman, 26 on the bench, tied him for seventh. Oliver Bates, 29-inch vertical, would have tied him for seventh out of offensive lineman, 27 on the bench, would have tied him for sixth place out of offensive lineman. C.J. Perry, 26 times on the bench, would have been uh, second place out of linebackers at the NFL Combine. Ricky Parks, 35-inch vertical, would have tied him for sixth place out of tight ends. And then a nine-foot, six-inch broad jump would have tied him for 12th. Tyler Zarison, he didn't have, I heard some chatter about the scouts kind of raving about him and his punting ability, so he may get a shot to land on a roster as well. Then you had a couple of wide receivers. DJ Thompson, 37 and a half inch vertical, would have tied him for fourth place out of wide receivers. That's something that they look for in the receivers. Then 11, uh, 11 foot broad jump would have tied him for six. Casey Martin. Casey Martin came back. 28 on the bench would have been first place out of wide receivers, I think, for the second year in a row. So, I was a little confused because we were talking earlier. I kind of thought Casey's had had hung it up, but uh, apparently not. There are a few other Golden Eagles out there. We'll talk about Eagle Fest weekend after the break. You guys come right back to us. Mama and Daddy put the roots right here because this is where the car broke down. Yaladon School Bus. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Let's shut it down. we got a little bit more before we leave here. Special thanks to my guest in studio right now, Jason Bailey, Bumper J. Bailey. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bumper J. Bailey, like I just said. You can follow us on Twitter, at To The Top Talk. You can follow me, at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow all of my comedy happenings at Hub City Comedy, also on Facebook as well. To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy, Hub City Comedy. Of course, WMXI as well. My next comedy show is going to be this Saturday night, April the 8th. I'm opening for comedian Jim Brewer at the Hard Rock in Biloxi. I think I'm supposed to go on at 745. Still, tickets available. If you're not going to the baseball game, if you're on the coast, if you want to check out something different, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a lot of fun down at the Hard Rock in Biloxi this Saturday night. Go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets to that. All right. We promise we're going to talk a little bit about Eagle Fest weekend, so let's get to it. The Champions Brunts. I got the email. The Champions Brunts. So Eagle Fest weekend is going to be April 21st through April the 23rd. We've got a home three-game home series against Old Dominion. That morning, the Champions Brunch. We went last year, had an absolute blast. That's going to be April 22nd at 10 a.m. The guests this year, what a lineup. Michael Boley, Hanford Dixon. Jeff Posey, Tony Smith, Sammy Winder. So, wait till I get my ticket and then buy yours. And <laughs> <laughs> let's pack it up. That's an amazing time. If you're a Southern Miss fan, you will love the Champions Brunch. Then the Black and Gold Spring game later on that day, Saturday, April 22nd. The head coaches for that game are going to be former Southern Miss head coaches, Jeff Bauer and Bobby Collins. Really looking forward to that weekend. What else is going to be going on, Jason? Well, really looking forward to that game. We're looking forward to seeing uh, Bauer, you know, along the sidelines once again. 
Um, wondering if he's going to have a trick player two up his sleeve. Uh, but also that day, um, there's actually a student combine. So students will be able to sign up and, and come out and participate in all the things they do in a normal NFL combine, which broad jump, vertical, 5 L drill, and the 40. All the students can come out there and they can do that at the Rock. So if I was a student, I would like to do it. I can't do it now because I pull all the muscles that I don't have. <laughs> um, also, in uh, Saturday morning, uh, there's a future Golden Eagle football camp. So all the little ones can go out there and start living the dream of becoming a Southern Miss football player. Afterwards, fifth quarter festival in Spirit Park uh, featuring Taste of the Berg and some inflatables and stuff for kids and Maybe some adults can jump around on the inflatables. And then, of course, the uh, baseball game versus Old Dominion later on. Good times. Looking yeah. forward to it. That's all. We had a great time last year. I mean, these are – I need to – I'm going to have to try to get these guys onto the top talk. I mean, these are all guys that I would love to talk to. I mean, Michael Boley, Hansford Dixon, Jeff Posey, Tony Smith, Sammy Winder. I mean, Golden Eagle greats there. Yeah, well, you're – if if you if you do if you if you miss this or I, I guess if you if you're lucky enough to get a ticket to this which I already do, and I think when I got my ticket I might, I shocked the little girl on the other side of the line. But anyway, these are just legends, living legends of the Golden Eagles, and we're just sitting alongside listening to them tell their stories about Golden Eagle lore. So looking forward to it, guys. Make sure you check us out iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Check out the archives. We've got some great interviews out there for you, and we got some great ones coming up. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk 93.3.